Welcome to Glendale Christian Church. I'm so excited that you've decided to worship along with us today as we close out our Modern Parables movie series. The reason that we do a Modern Parables movie series is because we want to explain the deep spiritual truths of God alongside some very popular cultural elements. Jesus did this all the time. Jesus loved to scatter little stories alongside people as they went about their regular lives and then those stories would explode with meaning. And that's what we have tried to do. We started with Superman Returns and we saw the gospel in comic book form and how Christ saves us. Then we talked about Top Gun Maverick and how we need to let go. Once we have accepted the gospel, we need to let go. And when we look back, the only thing we should see is the cross. Then we talked about Karate Kid and the need for training in Christ-likeness. But that need for training goes far beyond mere Christ-likeness. We have to train, and Return of the Jedi taught us, to train in the spiritual fight. Battling false ideas. Destroying pretensions that set themselves up against the knowledge of God, all while battling immediate opponents, but knowing that our true enemy is the power behind the throne. So how should we then address our immediate opponents? The Count of Monte Cristo helped us see that we should demonstrate forgiveness to those who wrong us, for it's God's to take vengeance, not ours. And even if we want to take vengeance into our own hands, we learned that there is a better way. And today, we continue with Modern Parables, wrapping our series up with the movie Bad Guys. Now, Bad Guys is an animated tale about a series of bad guys. The Big Bad Wolf, Shark, Piranha, Tarantula, Snake as a crew of thieves. And the Big Bad Wolf has assembled a crew and they have decided to go on a final gigantic heist to cement their legacy as the baddest guys around. Now, this is a movie that those of you probably uh, age 12 and up may have not seen. Although it did come out this year. It came out in April of this year. And I remember taking my family to go see this movie. And it was almost like, hey, it's a challenge. I don't care if I've never even seen the movie. I'll declare to the whole church that we're going to preach out of it. I'm so confident that you can connect the true things of the gospel to anything the world has that we're doing movies that are still in the theaters today. And Bad Guys is one such movie. Based on a series of beloved children's graphic novels, The Bad Guys tells the tale that we are all so familiar with, although in a whole new way. And that tale is the tale of looking into the mirror and seeing we're all bad guys. To get a sense for the movie, to get a flair for what's going on, I want to show you the opening clip to the movie so that you can establish some of the characters and you can see what it is we're dealing with. Check this out. Don't mind us, just robbing this place. Go bad or go home. <laughs> hey, you, get over here. A little bit closer. 
Oh, I know what it is. You're afraid because I'm the, the big bad wolf. Well, I'm not surprised. I am the villain in every story. Isn't that right, Mr. Snake? <laughs> yep. Say hello to Mr. Snake. Serpentine, safe cracking machine. Imagine Houdini, but with no arms. The kind of guy who'd tell you the glass is half empty, then steal it from you. He's also my best bud. Today's his birthday. Not relevant. He's a sweetheart. You're a sweetheart. Well, look who's here. Took him long enough. Watch this. Three, two, one. And over here is Miss Tarantula. Our in-house hacker, our pocket search engine, our traveling tech wizard. We call her Webs. Very slick, Web. I also took over the police dispatch, blurred their satellite imaging system, grounded their chopper, and one more thing. Yeah, I got a special delivery for... Ah! Wolf, don't eat me! Please, don't eat me! Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. Grumpy Pants. I think I hate you. It's me! I was the construction worker! And this is Mr. Shark, master of disguise. Apex predator of a thousand faces. His greatest trick, stealing the Mona Lisa disguised as the Mona Lisa. Dig that. Watch it, big tuna. I'm trying to work here. Keep it cool, baby. Birthday should be chill. And rounding out the crew... is Mr. Piranha. He's a loose cannon with a short fuse, willing to scrap with anyone or anything. He's brave. He's fearless. Uh, who am I kidding? He's crazy. Yeah, they're a bit eccentric, but when you're born us, you don't exactly win many popularity contests. Do I wish people didn't see us as monsters? Eight legs, eight times the cardio. Uh, sure I do. What's up, Papa? But these are the cards we've been dealt, so we might as well play them. Jackpot! Yes! Um. What the thorax? Are you crazy? What? I just wanted a longer car chase. It's the best part. Webs, hit it! Get them! <laughs> You're mine. Hermano!
yeah, we may be bad, but we're so good at it. <laughs> they may be bad, but they're so good at it. Is there a better flick to pick on Family Sunday following VBS than bad guys? The reason that we've chosen this movie for this Sunday is for this reason. It's important for us who have accepted the gospel, who understand what that means about not looking back, training and preparing for the fight, demonstrating forgiveness to people around us, is that we must continue to advance the faith. It is our job as disciples to continually make more disciples. We have to always pour into the next generation. Just as we follow those who have gone before us and we want to keep the reverence and keep the appropriate traditions that they've established, we must in turn show the next generation how it is they can place their faith in Jesus and be redeemed by Him. It's very important for us to carry on. And so, the movie asks one giant question. Who are the bad guys? And the answer is, we're all the bad guys. It's not just Mr. Wolf and his crew of heisting bad guys. Throughout the movie, we find out everybody is a bad guy. And this is, in fact, exactly what Scripture tells us. Psalm 53, verses 1 through 3 declares, People are corrupt, and their ways are bad. There is no one who is good. Everyone is turned away. All have become corrupt. There is no one who is good. Not even one. Everybody's a bad guy. This exact scripture is quoted again in the New Testament in Romans chapter 3. And we understand that all have fallen short of the glory of God. All sin. There is no one who is good. When we look around in this world, we might see people who pretend to be good. We might see people who do an occasional good thing. But we are by nature corrupt. And it has been this way ever since the very first human sin. We are all in the line of Adam and Eve who have chosen to sin. In fact, God looked at everybody who followed Adam and Eve and in Genesis he declared they're all wicked and he decided to wipe them all out and start again just with Noah and his immediate family. And yet, the sinfulness within us persists. You and I have a sinful nature. It's a part of us. We can't escape it. King David explains that we were sinful from the time we were born even after we were conceived. We have a sinful nature. And it's not one that we can just do away with on our own. Left to our own devices, we are all bad guys. And even though some movies help you see the good guys dress this way and the bad guys dress this way and there's easy comparison, one of the cool things about the movie Bad Guys is you learn everybody's a bad guy. Everybody's a bad guy. And isn't that true? Have you ever lied? Have you ever stolen? Have you ever cheated? Have you ever lusted? Have you ever been angry? Have you ever done the things that God says not to do? And have you ever decided not to do the things that God tells you to do? We've all been there. We're all bad guys. And yet, even though we are bad guys, there's something within us that craves goodness. So here's how the movie sets up. Mr. Wolf decides that he's going to get his crew together and go on one final heist, stealing the biggest prize they've ever had. And he's got to convince his crew to go take part of it. 
But while he's in the middle of a heist, something goes terribly, terribly wrong for this leader of the bad guys. He ends up doing something good, and he likes it. This is what it looks like. Here, let me help you. Are you okay, ma'am? My gracious, yes. I may be dizzy, but I'm alive, thanks to you. What are you... Thank you, dear. You're such a good boy. No matter how hard you try, when you're part of the canine group, whether uh, lupine or domesticated, you can't hide the swishing tail. You know that he felt good doing something good. It wasn't his plan. He did not set out to do anything good at all. In fact, he was going to steal that little old lady's purse. But when she started to tumble and he held the edge, He pulled her up. And it's a good thing, too. She could have broken a hip, twisted an ankle, had a concussion. She could have ended up in the hospital. It could have been really, really horrible. And she even says, you saved my life. You're such a good boy. And Mr. Wolf experiences the same conflict that we all experience. Even though we are by nature sinful, we are also created to do good things. This is what the scripture tells us. In fact, Ephesians 2.10 says we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Part of the reason we were created is to do good things. And doing good things feels good. But at the same time, Doing bad things feels good. Doing good things feels good because that is why we were created. But doing bad things feels good because that satisfies our sinful nature. And so here we are, stuck. People stuck. Pulled towards the desire to do the good God prepared us to do. And doing the bad that comes so naturally to us because of our sinful nature. But all of us have experienced receiving praise for doing something good. It feels so good. And I bet all of us have probably thought, I'm just going to be good. I'm just going to be good. And we've all decided we will just be good. But there's a universal truth that exists. And that truth is that you cannot good your way to God. It does not matter how hard you try to be good, You cannot good your way to God. It doesn't matter how swishy your tail becomes when you save a little old lady, when you give 10% of your money, when you do what your parents tell you to do, when you clean your room without even being asked, you cannot good your way to God. The bad that we have done separates us from God. And when He sees us, 
He sees us as bad guys because we have done bad. And even though he created us to do good things, we can't good our way to God. And yet, there are some people in this world who devote their lives to trying to be good enough for God. But it just doesn't work. No matter how hard you try, you can't be good enough for God. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You can't good your way to God. But there are people who try. In fact, at the award ceremony that the bad guys were going to pull their ultimate heist at, they were celebrating goodness. You see, in this fictional cartoon world, the bad guys are really bad and the good guys are supposedly really good. So good that they are hosting an award called the Good Samaritan Award. And the winner of the Good Samaritan Award is going to be presented with some gilded trophy that the bad guys are out to steal. And you know who's going to win the Good Samaritan Award? A little, a little guinea pig named Marmalade. And Professor Marmalade, this little smarmy good guy, he's, he's so dripping with good that when you look at him, you just think, oh, this guy is good and he knows it. And he does. And he tells everybody how good he is. I'm so good. I do so many good things. I have helped so many people in so many ways. And you see the personification of the person who tries to good his way to God. Well, it turns out that the bad guys are at this Good Samaritan banquet and they steal the gilded trophy and they're on their way out, but something goes terribly wrong and they get caught. And as they are being thrown into the paddy wagon, as they're being chucked into the uh, vehicle that's going to take them to jail, Mr. Wolf looks out of the corner of his eye and he sees the winner, this little, this little guinea pig, this little guy who just won the Good Samaritan Award, and he says, Ah, oh, it's just such a shame that nobody ever taught us how to be good. Everybody just sees us as bad guys. And you remember the opening clip. Do I wish the world didn't always view us as monsters? Sure, but these are the cards we've been dealt, so we may as well play them. And he had one more card to play. He capitalized upon the pride of the winner of the good guy trophy. And he said, if only there was somebody who could coach us and teach us how to be good. I know we could be redeemed. I know we could good our way out of jail. And the little winner can't help himself. And he puffs up and he says, yes, don't throw them in jail. Instead, let me be their good guy coach. And the rest of the movie is about this little good guy, this ultimate good Samaritan who tries to teach our bad guys how to be good. That's the setup of the flick. He tries to teach them how to be good. And there's ups and downs and there's hijinks and hilarity which ensues. And there's all kinds of biblical allusions and references. But what we understand is that no matter how hard they try and no matter how good coaching they get, the bad guys just can't stop being bad. They just can't stop being bad. And the reason is we're all bad. You can't good your way to God. But there are some people who sure try. And there are some people who sure make it look like they're gooding their way to God. Spoiler alert, those of you who haven't seen it. The little winner of the Good Guy Award, the Good Samaritan Award, he's actually a bad guy too.
We're all bad guys. And he's actually a bad guy too. He was just pretending better than everybody else to be a good guy to win the trust of people around him so that he could go on one final score and actually set our heroes, the bad guys, up for the fall. And once they understand that their good guy coach was actually a bad guy all along, setting them up, oh, Mr. Wolf was furious. It took a while for the crew to catch on, but when they do, this is what that good little coach explains about being bad. I'm going to harness its power to pull off the greatest heist the world has ever seen. You should have eaten him when you had the chance. Yup. Why us? Because you're the perfect patsies. Come on, when people look up bad in the dictionary, do they see a sweet, adorable guinea pig? No, they see you. And they always will. Okay, fine, but you set us up. Oh, pish, pish. Let's be honest, evolution set you up. But Wolfie here really clinched it. You fell for every one of my traps, starting with saving a helpless little old lady. Wolf, what's he talking about? Whoops, did I say too much? Anywho, looks like, yet again, the big bad wolf got outsmarted by little piggy. You little pouchy cheek rat! I'll kill you! You hear me? Help! Get Help! Get Help! The big bad wolf is attacking me! Oh, now you are done forever, wolf! That smarmy little good guy is actually a bad guy. But he pretends in front of everyone to be a good guy. And he's getting the bad guys in greater trouble. You know, this modern parable reminded me of one of Christ's parables. And one time, Jesus in Luke 18, verses 9 through 14, it's recorded these words. To some who were confident in their own goodness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Jesus is setting it up, a good guy and a bad guy. The Pharisees are good guys. The tax collectors are bad guys. The Pharisees stood up and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, bad guys, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance, would not even look up to heaven, but beat his chest and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this tax collector, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who boast, exalting themselves, will be humbled. And all those who humble themselves will be exalted. Do you understand what Jesus is driving at here? Jesus sets up a comparison. A Pharisee and a tax collector. Now in the first century Jewish world, a Pharisee was the ultimate good guy. He was a Bible teacher. He was skilled in the ways of God. He knew the word of God. And he was really good at following the rules of God. But the tax collector, on the other hand, was an ultimate bad guy. A tax collector was a Jew who collected taxes on behalf of the Roman government against the other Jews. So the Pharisee was a Jew who knew the word of God and tried to follow the law of God, but 
A tax collector was a Jew who took money from other Jews and gave it to Rome. The bad guys. Everybody hated the tax collectors. Everybody loved the Pharisees. The Pharisees were good guys. The tax collectors were bad guys. And so Jesus said there were two guys who went to the temple to pray, a Pharisee and a tax collector. And the Pharisee tipped his hand. He revealed his cards. He let everybody know that he was actually not a good guy because he got up there, he looked up and he prayed, God, thanks for making me a Pharisee, not like these robbers and bad guys or tax collectors. You see me and I give a tenth of all I have. I fast twice a week. I'm such a good guy. And everyone watches me be a good guy. Which proves he's not a good guy. But then the tax collector, who's a bad guy, admits he's a bad guy. And he just hangs his head and he beats his chest and he says, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus says, which one is good before God. Which one stands justified before God? It's the tax collector, not the Pharisee. Because he admitted his problem. He was humble and he let everybody know he wasn't a good guy. And that's the key to being saved. You've got to recognize that humility is important. In this world, everybody's bad and you can't good your way to God. But there are some people who pretend they can and they devote their entire lives to doing good things and letting you see them do good things so that you and the world around them will think they're good guys. But nobody's a good guy. Everybody's a bad guy. Instead, to be seen right by God... You have to start out with humility and admit you're not a good guy. That's what the Word of God tells us. 1 Peter 5.5 5 says, All of you, clothe yourselves with humility because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. You've got to admit that you are a bad guy. You have to admit that left to your own nature, you got yourself in this problem. You sinned. You continue to sin. You are sinful by nature. And no matter how hard you try, you can't get out of it. You've heard me share some of my sins. I admit, I'm a bad guy. I am a bad guy. We are all bad guys by ourselves. But we don't ever have to stay just by ourselves. I read you verse 10, but let me read you verses 8 and 9 of Ephesians chapter 2. It is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Let's go in reverse order. We were created to do good works. God prepared us in advance to do good things. But the only way we can actually do good things consistently is if we're saved. You can't do good things to be saved. You only do good things because you're saved. Look at verses 8 and 9. It's by grace you have been saved. Grace is the only thing that saves you, not your good works. I know that because it finishes through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Your good deeds, no matter how good they might make you feel, do not save you. You cannot good your way to God. The only way you can be saved is by God's grace. Now what is grace? It tells us right here in the text. It's the free gift that He gives. And what did God give us? God the Father sent God the Son, we call Him Jesus, to live the perfect sinless life here on earth and to die on the cross 
in place of our sinfulness. He was killed and buried, and then God the Spirit raised God the Son from the dead, proving that His sacrifice works. That's grace. That's what saves you. But how does it save you? You are saved by grace through faith. Faith is believing in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, having died on the cross for your sins. And believing in your heart means two things. You think that it's true, and you trust God so much that you're willing to do something with it. You think it's true, and you trust Him so much that now you're going to act for it. But before you ever even set your first foot down of action, you're saved. You're not saved by the works that you do after you are justified. You are saved by faith. As soon as you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, having died on the cross for your sins, even before any good action, if you believe this and you're about to go get baptized and you die on the way to the baptistry, you're still saved. Even if you get murdered before you go to church, before you give 10%, before you fast, before you do anything, you are still saved. It is not the good deeds you do that save you. It is because you are saved you can do the good deeds. But guess what? None of you died of a heart attack. None of you died on the way to the baptistry. And so all of us who are alive, who have faith in Jesus, must recognize that faith is followed by action. You believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, having died on the cross, and now you do the good works that he prepared in advance for you to do. That's how it goes. You don't do good things to get to God you do good things because God has gotten to you. You and I are still bad guys in our nature. But here's what God the Father does. When He looks down at me, He no longer sees me as a bad guy. Instead, He sees the blood of Jesus Christ covering me. Now, I never served in the military, but some of you did. And in the military, I've noticed that when you do something great, you sometimes get a medal. You get a medal, a commendation, of, and a medal is pinned upon your chest. Even though I have not earned it at all, because I have placed my faith in God's grace, God has pinned His righteousness to me. And I stand before God Almighty, and even though left to myself I'm a bad guy, God looks at me and He sees the perfect goodness and righteousness of Jesus, and I am covered by His blood. I'm covered by His merit. I'm covered by His work. By faith I have accepted His grace, and now I am not considered a bad guy by God. Even though I sin, I am considered a redeemed guy because of the ultimate good guy. Jesus, who is not a mere human. Jesus, who is God in the flesh, lived a perfect and sinless life for me, and He died on the cross for me. He who had no sin became sin so that I might become the goodness of God. And because of that, I stand before God justified. He declares me good, even though in my own nature I know that I'm bad. He has made me good because of faith. Not because of any good thing I've done, but just because I placed my faith in His grace. And because of that, I am now set up to live a life of doing the good works He prepared in advance for me to do. And even though I sin along the way, 
I am redeemed by God. And even though I don't do it perfectly, I am forgiven by God. And even though I know that I still have badness in me, it feels so much better to do the good works that God prepared in advance for me. Even though I still struggle, it's the Holy Spirit who sanctifies me from the inside out because I have been justified by the blood of Jesus. And this can be your life too. Who's good? No one is good. All have sinned. All fall short of the glory of God. But who can be made good? Anyone who places his faith in Jesus is saved by God's grace. Anyone. And if you want to place your faith in Jesus, admit that you're a sinner and that you need a Savior and ask God to forgive you. And because Jesus, who had no sin, died on the cross for you and was raised from the dead, if you believe this to be true and trust Him and are willing to do something with it, you believe it in your heart and now you're saved. And now you can spend the rest of your life doing the good things that God prepared for you to do well in advance. But don't ever let anyone tell you that it's the good things you do that get you to God. No. Because God has gotten to you you do the good things. Nobody outgrows the cross. Whether you love the movie bad guys or think I'm going to pass on this one, no one outgrows the cross. And this is a message that everybody needs to hear again and again and again. And that's why we do Modern Parables movie series. To tell a little story that explodes with spiritual meaning. Will you stand with me as we pray?